the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you. At 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader. 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. Rob Black talking all things financial. Money, investing, business, retail, retirement, entertainment. Ultimately, whatever I can to get the story told. Anything you want to talk about? We can talk about. Tuesday, turning around the markets. It's market participants have enjoyed Tuesdays this year. We've had 19 in a row up Tuesdays. We have not had a three-day correction in over 100 days. That's the longest since at least 1935. We're due for one. Dow Jones Industrial Average has risen each Tuesday for the last 19 Tuesdays. But it's not going to happen today. Market's in their glorious phase right now. And by glorious, I do mean glorious. Opened up triple digits on Wall Street. Memorial Day's here. SP 500's up 22. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 201. Not too shabby, huh? It's a pretty good day to be a stock. It says if the stock market were my parents, I'd want to be a stock. NASDAQ's up 54 points. New home prices, or home prices, continue to rebound. We'll talk about that. Gold down four, oil up one. Federal Reserve's doing their very, very, very best to inflate the stock market or reflate the stock market as well as reflating home prices. I think that has to be the biggest story of the day. There's other stories like Royal Caribbean. They had cut out a cruise short. They canceled the May 31st sailing to repair the damage of a uh, fire on board. Chevron's lending $2 billion to a joint venture with Venezuela's state-run oil company. They've got a 40% stake in that venture. Loans aimed at boosting production. Valiant Pharmaceuticals is in the news today. They're buying Bausch and Loans uh, from basically the private equity arm of Warburg and Pincus. What's interesting about that is the debate that we had in the last couple of weeks about Tim Cook and Congress. Corporate tax rates. Bausch and Loan, American company, pays American taxes. Valiant Pharmaceuticals, Bermuda company. Paying almost no taxes. So they're buying Bausch and Lomb. 
the savings they make in not paying taxes, boom, straight to the bottom line. So we're losing a company that pays taxes. We need to lower the corporate tax rate in the United States to compete with other countries, whether you like it or not. News Corp is reviewing whether or not it's got a record of a subpoena from the United States Justice Department for Fox News reporters' phone records. Apple's in the news day. Informal European antitrust investigation tied towards mobile phone operators' sales tactics. Postal service on its last legs, little help in sight. There's a new tax being proposed by the Obama administration on airlines, $14 per flight. I know, like, is there not a tax Congress doesn't love? Home prices in the United States rose by the most since 2006. The most in seven years. Property values increased 10.9% year over year. Property values keep climbing. Cheap borrowing costs is the story. Gains in confidence, luring investors, luring buyers. This helps retailers like Home Depot and Williams Sonoma. It helps builders like Pulte Group. Very, very gradual recovery. Data is very solid. Prices covering all the United States jumped up 10.2% in the first quarter. L.A., Seattle, Charlotte, North Carolina, Portland. Tampa, Florida had the biggest month-to-month gains in more than seven years. 22% gain in Phoenix, 22% gain in San Francisco. All up year over year. A lot of people think we're going to get back to where we were in 2006 and basically have a double top and didn't start pulling back. I am interested to see five years from now, when money's not as cheap, how real estate's going to be doing. It only makes sense that it can't be doing that great in five years, but I'm not stupid enough to go on record saying that's going to definitively be the issue. Consumer confidence in the United States at a five-year high. If you're confident, you're going to have that air of confidence oozing about you. Women love that air of confidence in a man. I know it's a sexist thing to say, right? But when we're confident, we make babies. We go on vacation. So consumer confidence is kind of important. We tend to vote with our pocketbook as well. So I may tell you how Congress is going to look like. We keep the incumbents if we're happy. U.S. consumer confidence climbed to a five-year high. Consumers were more optimistic about the health of the economy over the next six months. Less optimistic about uh, how they feel right now. So confidence on the mend, home prices on the mend. Who are these mends? Um, anything else that we have to hit? Probably not. You know, again, are we going to be up for sure? Oof, I wish I didn't have to say that one. 
but it's looking pretty attractive so far. Tiffany, they continue to show us little things here and there. They beat expectations. Stock's up 6%. The high-end retailer did very well. The low-end, not so much. It's kind of the story of our economy at this point in time. So, pick up the phone. Give me a call. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Do you agree with me that we have to change our corporate tax structure? Otherwise, we're going to see more and more companies continue to leave the country. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac both up huge today. Both companies are under government conservatorship, and Treasury gets all their dividends. Investors poured money into both stocks, hoping that they'll be able to buy their way out of the government control once the dividends that they have sent to the government exceed $187 billion injected into them. Fannie Mae's up 1,300% this year. Freddie Mac's up 1,200%. I know. I, I your date. Incredibly speculative, but up to you. Which calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Got a seminar coming up in Palo Alto a couple Saturdays from now. Find out more at robblack.com. That's robblack.com in Palo Alto. Two seminars coming up in Palo Alto. Find out more at robblack.com. Are surging as consumer to Bloomberg Market Minute. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. We're always coming up with new things to invent. You heard about the cronut? It's a croissant donut. It's sweeping through New York to the point that people are standing in line for an hour before bakery opens. The cronut. Five bucks each. Um, she did she did pastry dough, uh, fried like a donut. Who doesn't like something cooked in a jacuzzi of grease? It's got a vanilla cream. It's rolled in sugar. It's topped with icing. I'm pretty sure it'll kill you. It's pretty good tasting, though, right? And Target today announced it's launching its own line of bridal gowns. What's amazing about it is there's no designer tied towards it. No Vivian Wang or anything along those lines. Sixty nine ninety nine online to one hundred twenty bucks. Pay for the day forever. Remember the day forever. You decides. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Let's take a look at some market numbers. See where we're at. Uh, we have the S and P five hundred up today. 22 points. Dow Jones Industrial Average up 201 points. And taking a look over at the NASDAQ up 53 points. Joining me now, 
CFP Chad Burton from New Focus Financial. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. I think you got this email, so I don't know the name on it, but it says, I have zero debt. I own a $300,000 condo outright. I want to exactly brag about that. I have $210,000 in an IRA, $70,000 liquid, $8,000 to invest per month, $8,000 to invest per month. Goal is to guarantee income, $4,000 per month for life so that I can retire as soon as possible between the age of 40 and 50. I'm currently 34 years old. What do you recommend for me? How much are fees? Well, first of all, the condo is probably in Stockton, so that's a great, look, great, great condo in Stockton. Be nice. Um, could all be, right. Could be a free month. This, this email was interesting because... A lot going on. Well, there's a lot going on, and part of it is just the understanding of the, the time value of money, which is really important in terms of understanding how much you need to save for retirement. And the first concept that people need to get is inflation. Because inflation is really for the average retiree, that's kind of the boogeyman. You know, how how much were my costs? Once I have a limited resource, which resource, which is my nest egg, how long is this money going to last? And inflation plays a big part in that. A one percent move in inflation means you have to draw more out of your portfolio, and it, you, you have to sit and do the math. But trust me, if a one percent move up in inflation is more hurtful to a portfolio than a one percent move down in long-term growth rates. Because one is a draw and one is a growth. So you have to do the math to figure it out. But look, this guy's saying I want he's, – he's making like $8,000 a month to invest now. Right. And he's saying he only wants 4000 a month to live in retirement. If 8000 a month is what, 96000 a year, right? That's what he has left over to invest, yeah. Okay, that's pretty good. Right, yeah. It's a sizable chunk. He wants four k a month in income, i.e. about $50,000 a year in income. At age 50, retiring at age 40 to 50, right. $40,000 a year in income? Well, the first You're not thing exactly a swinger. No. And, and, okay, so the value of money is cut in half every 18 years with inflation at yeah. normal rates. So the first math you have to do is say, okay, to get 4000 a month in today's dollars, at age 50, he'll need $8,000 a month to maintain whatever that 4000 he thinks is going to buy him. Okay? So then he has to realize that whatever vehicles he's saved in are typically pre-tax or there's embedded gains, and he has to pay Uncle Sam when he draws out. So then you have to say, okay, I actually need $11,000 a month to sell it out of my portfolio, pay taxes to net that eight grand. Yeah. Right? The next step, you say, okay, that $11,000 a month, that means you need about $137,000 a year to live. Okay? And so it, and the math is actually 11429 equates to 137143 a year to live. Now, at age 50, if you want your money to last till age 100, and you want to be able to make sure that you have the ability to draw a little bit more out each year for inflation. At age 50, a 50-year-old could only safely draw about 3.5% a year out of the portfolio. They have to leave, and this is assuming about a 6% growth rate. They, have, they could only draw 3.5% out a year to live because they have to leave the other 2.5% or more that they get in growth in there for future, future inflation costs. Because you could draw out a certain amount each year, and then it's going to increase every single year with inflation. So that person, to maintain that, $137,143 a year that we just calculated would need $3.9 million to be able to retire at age 50. And that said, you, you know, think about that. And also, 33, he's putting away 100000 a year. He ain't going to hit the number. He, well, he might, but the problem is, does he want to? Does he want yeah. that much of a drastic change? If he's a doctor making enough to save $8,000 a month, yeah. does he really want that step down in the standard of living? Does he really realize the cost? And he's a higher earner right now. I question, like, put... I don't want to take my foot off the gas too soon. Right. Because when I do, I'm not going back to work. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you want that flexibility to be 
To, if you want to work, you can. If Once you I leave the high-profile career of AM radio, <laughs> getting back into it is not going to be the easiest thing in the world because that job will have been replaced. Yeah. Your voice will sound old. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> Trust me, there's plenty of old people on this station. <laughs> I will be young for another 30 years, comparatively. Um, with that said, also, like, what if he's, like, 45 and has a heart attack? And, like, health going to be super expensive for him until the retirement years. Nice thing about working is company covers your health care sometimes. Well, you've you really got to think about what you're going to do in retirement. A lot of people think they want to retire at 50, and then they – what are you going to do every day? What's going to make you happy? And sometimes that's still working in some way, shape, or form, or volunteering, or whatever it may be. The other thing is, is he talks about guarantees 4000 a month in income. The only thing you can get in terms of guaranteed income is buying life annuities from insurance companies. You don't want to do that at all-time interest rate lows. You do not want to do that. So doctors get sold a lot of product. They have to be really careful, make sure they're working with a fee-based fiduciary, you know, CFP. CFP, Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. It's interesting to note that uh, a big Fox exec out after the ratings have tanked. Longtime Fox Television executive Mike Darnell, he helped shepherd American Idol to the top of the U.S. TV ratings. He's going to leave the network after network loss. It's lead amongst the younger audience demographic. Wall Street's all about product. Intel's got semiconductors. Apple's got phones. Fox has X Factor and Family Guy, Hell's Kitchen, Kitchen Nightmares. So uh, successors failure starts at the top. That's kind of the point that I want to leave you with here. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Don't be shy. Got an event coming up right around the corner at the Elks Lodge Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning Event, June 8th, 9 to noon in the morning. In the afternoon, Money 102, Wealth Accumulation and Portfolio Structure, Saturday, June 8th, 1 to 4. Find out more at robblack.com. Coming up, we're going to be talking with Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. AM 1220. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and much, much more. It's really not about the big things you do, in my opinion. It's about the small things that you do as far as investing goes, trying to get it right. Um, I see way too many people overanalyzing what's on CNBC. Let's go to Patrick O'Hare. Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Hi, Rob. I'm doing well, thanks. Good, good. Turnaround Tuesday. <laughs> right. It's just talking about a day of the week is ludicrous, but I, it seems like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Monday, not important, but Tuesdays are, are making this market sweet. 
Well, that certainly has been the trend here. Um, You know, we're working on 20 20 straight Tuesdays now with the uh, Dow uh, recording a gain. Um, And, you know, it's remarkable, but I guess, you know, what you could say is that, you know, if anyone's financial advisor is investing their money simply because it's Tuesday, they might want to look for a different financial advisor. So um, it's just one of those sweet trends that uh, is playing out very nicely. But, um, you know, all good things do come to an end, and, you know, we'll move on and find another trend eventually someday. Again, it seems to be a market that's being reflated by the Federal Reserve, both on the stock market, low cost of money, helping corporations borrow, and the housing market, low cost of money, helping investors borrow, homeowners borrow. Uh, does this end badly in the sense that that can't go on forever? Well, uh, a lot's going to depend on, on really, you know, on how the Fed manages this this exit policy. Um, I think to to get to your question, um, and, and no one really knows because there's no precedent for them, you know, managing something of of this scale. Um, what the stock market seems to be telling us anyway is that it, you know, is going to take all that the Fed's giving it for as long as it can get it and, you know, ride it to new highs. Um, but underlying all of that, you know, I would argue is a um, a sense of uh, faith, if you will, in the idea that the Fed won't mess things up. Uh, but, um, you know, we're not so sure that, that that can be managed as successfully as everyone wants it to be. But if it's not, you know, one of the concerns we had out of last week with respect to the sort of conflicting uh, messages within the minutes uh, from the May meeting is that, you know, the policy risk is increasing because the, the Federal Reserve officials themselves are sounding a little bit confused on, you know, what data they want to look at for timing a tapering decision and and ultimately, you know, when they get to the idea of actually, you know, uh, stopping the QE program and moving on to other things like raising the federal funds target rate. They've been a little bit more clear about the parameters for the Fed funds rate target, but getting there uh, could be a little bit dicey. Something that I see, Mr. O'Hare, that you may not is the average person and I'll get emails just blasting the Federal Reserve, and they're artificially propping up this market, and you should buy gold. It's going to go to 3000 an ounce, and buying stocks is, is is foolish game. Do you relate to any of that consumer who's, who's hell-bent on proving the Fed wrong? Um, you know, we can certainly see, you know, their their point. I mean, you've seen uh, they have history, a recent history certainly on their side of, of seeing, you know, bad things happen with, you know, Fed policy certainly uh, over the last, you know, 10, 15 years. I mean, they've had to endure two very um, terrible bear markets, um, two bubbles, uh, one on the stock side, one on the housing side. And, you know, it's understandable that they would be cynical and somewhat skeptical of the the Fed, you know, managing this process. Um, You know, but as it relates to the issue of, you know, stocks, you know, are they really a good buy? Well, you know, if you look at where, you know, the valuation is, where you look at interest rates are, you know, where you look at where inflation is, you know, 
there's a you know case can certainly be made that you know the stock market is not excessively overvalued here despite the run that it has had and uh, and you know generally speaking a lot of people you know who might have missed that entire move are the ones who are going to you know be crying the loudest at, at this particular point anyway they may ultimately be proven right but certainly at this particular point they're the ones who are probably going to be crying loudest about you know Fed policy and and the artificial nature of you know what might be supporting the stock market right now speaking with Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. Patrick, uh, this morning Tiffany's came out with numbers, and they seem to be pretty good. Uh, Full-year guidance, solid. Tiffany's high-end retailer. But yet we're getting some softness out of Walmart and Target, not quite as good. Do these retailers tell you anything? Yeah, you know, I think you're getting to the point of this bifurcated economy we have here where certainly the you know upper-income uh, brackets are doing extraordinarily well because they're the ones who have the greatest exposure to the equity market and and to the housing market, whereas lower-income brackets aren't doing as well because many of them are still fighting to overcome, you know, negative equity in their homes and really uh, no wage growth to speak of in the last several years. And so um, so you are seeing this divergence, I think, between the luxury retailers and some of them, um, you know, the non-luxury retailers like Target and Walmart you refer to. Um, but, you know, with respect to Tiffany in particular, uh, if we just look at their report, uh, uh, you know, what impressed me most probably out of that report was that their sales went up in Europe, uh, of all places. Um, and it might, you know, speak to things that that company is doing well specifically versus some of, you know, its other counterparts, which have seen revenues go down in Europe. But, um, but yeah, you know, Tiffany had a good good report. It's getting rewarded for it today. But, yes, it's another marker, I think, really, of the, you know, the bifurcated economy that's existing here between the upper income and the lower income brackets. Anything that you're working on right now, Mr. O'Hare, that we should be aware of? Anything that you're seeing? Yeah, well, one thing that's really jumping out at me um, is this change in leadership you're seeing within the stock market. Um, you're seeing the cyclical sectors really get out now um, in front of some of your counter-cyclical sectors. And by that, I mean like your, the, one, the groups that are most economically sensitive, like the material sector, the financials, the industrials, technologies really picked up over the last month. Um, and conversely, you know, you've seen areas like the, the utilities and telecom services sectors uh, vastly underperform over the last month along, um, you know, with consumer staples and healthcare still up but not doing as well as some of those other groups. And, um, you know, it's just, I think it is a reflection of, you know, the market coming around to the view that it does believe that, you know, the economic outlook is going to get better and not worse from here. And, and you know, as a market analyst, you know, that's what I take into account in terms of what the, you know, what the body of the stock market is telling us right now, and it's and it's certainly riding this expectation that you know the second half outlook is going to be is going to be better, and by default, you know, corporate profit prospects will be better as well. And so they're certainly buying into that notion because there, you know, there hasn't been anything really to, you know, to upset the the apple cart, if you will, um, that's been outside this, the the the. Um, uh, ability of these central banks to, you know, keep things going here. So, um, you know, it's, it's an interesting trend unfolding. Some of you taking a closer look at that and start to think about that a little bit more as it relates to, uh, you know, our own market view going into the second half of the year. Thanks very much. That's Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com, Words for Wisdom. Briefing.com provides independent information, which we always appreciate. Thanks for the call. Live market analysis of the United States, international equity markets, 
as you can see, Mr. O'Hare's well thought out. Website, well thought out. Commentary, well thought out. There's not a lot of knee-jerk reaction going on if you get my drift. Stocks are rising on housing data. Interesting, right? Housing data. 9 out of 10 SP 500 groups are higher today. Um, consumer confidence higher. Home values jumping in value the most in seven years. Does it feel like a bubble in housing? A little bit. ExxonMobil and Bank of America jumped 1.6% today. Uh, big movers. Tiffany's up 5 plus percent at this point in time. You know, over the short to medium term, we look to be taking advantage of quantitative easing. No one really sees Bernanke pulling the plug just yet. Last week had a little bit of volatility with the SP 500 pulling back 1.1% after Ben Bernanke said that you know, central banks may reduce monetary stimulus if economic conditions improve. So he said, on one hand, we may take away the easy money. On the other hand, well, the economy would be expanding is why we're doing that. Okay, 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 okay. Cool, right? Tesla Motors is in the news today, up 6%, electric car maker. They announced an expansion of its charge network for its vehicles this week. So-called supercharge network being pushed back. Um, the announcement was pushed back in large part because they repaid their debt last week, so they're kind of spreading their good news around. Valiant Pharmaceuticals up 10%, Canada's largest drug maker, based out of Bermuda, acquiring Bausch & Lomb, which is an eye care company, think contact lenses. So Valiant Pharmaceuticals, a company is acquiring another company, is up 10%. Bausch & Lomb, currently American-held, pays American corporate taxes, going to jump ship and start paying lower Bermuda taxes. That's why Valiant's being responded to so positively. Google's up 2%. YouTube's going to partner with CNN and BuzzFeed to introduce a new online video channel. It's tied towards 18 to 34-year-olds. Basically, uh, BuzzFeed and CNN going to share a lot of their content together. Going to merge some of that content, both video and snarkiness, on a YouTube channel. You're listening to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Big event coming up in Palo Alto. A couple weekends from now, Saturday, June 8th. You can learn more at robblack.com. It's a wealth preservation retirement planning as well as a Money 102 event. Sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. AM 1220 KDOW Traffic. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Maintain at the current price. 
or pace of price for the full year rise in home prices could offset the entire fiscal drag. Crazy to see. Refreshing if you own real estate. Disastrous if you're on the outside looking in. Google's hired today, $891 last week. Kind of a big correction in the markets, all being taken back. Wall Street wants to move forward. It is weird. Almost how easy it is at this point in time. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. SP 500 is up 21 points. The Dow is up 204 points. The NASDAQ up 48 points. Home prices rose 10.9% in March compared with a year ago. A growing number of buyers are bidding on a very tight supply of homes. Consumer confidence, five-year high. J.P. Morgan cuts, slashes. It's 2013 forecast for metals. This is important if you're an investor in gold. So they've lowered their forecast. Now again, it's still higher than where gold is today. Gold's already had a major, major correction from 1900 down to 1377. When things got fearful in the market, gold didn't really hold up. Ten-year Treasury is above two percent. Starting to get a little more interesting as far as the debate on how high will it go. Ten-year Treasury sits at 2.1 percent. That is a 4.3 percent positive move today. That's a pretty big move on a Treasury. See, what do we need to talk about? There's talk of a tax on airlines, basically $14 per seat. The Obama administration's proposed raise in taxes. Higher taxes are needed to reduce the deficit, pay for improvements to the nation's airports, add thousands of new immigration and custom officers to reduce wait times to process visitors. Airlines say higher taxes would backfire and hurt the economy. Fare increases used by the airlines to reinvest in services to passengers, such as buying new planes, not so much tied towards the overall transportation infrastructure. So, the angle on it, it's that it's an inflationary adjustment, that it's not going to discourage anyone from flying. It's just a reality that you know we haven't seen price raises. U.S. Postal Service is bleeding so much money, Congress hasn't allowed them to make changes. Future service, it's on its last legs. Americans continue to go online to write letters, pay bills, read magazines. Mail volume has fallen by a quarter since 2006. That decline is expected to continue. You know, one thing that I'd love to see go away is catalogs. Again, oof. You just look at those and you just think of the massacre the trees have undergone to get us to where we are. So home prices, probably the biggest story out there today, trumping almost anything in the world of stocks. I think that treasury story is kind of interesting. 
Um, Thera shares are up 89% after AstraZeneca agreed to buy the specialty pharmaceutical company. Calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I pride myself on, you know, our ability at this show to, you know, produce conversation, to produce something that helps you as an investor. Target is selling its own line of bridal gowns at unheard of prices. I like that story. I'm not totally in love with that story, but... I like the option of some people, you know, being frugal on their wedding. Uh, the whole industry is out of control as far as costs. So uh, now this is actually an extension of one of the Target.com's other concepts of, you know, making wedding fare cheaper for the bridesmaids. Now again, glamour craving bridezilla, if that be you, shame on you. I think it's an industry that you know you pay four, five, six hundred, seven hundred dollars for a veil sometimes, and we don't regard that as ridiculous. I guarantee you, other countries around the world regard our obsession as ridiculous. Um, let's see if there's anything that we have to talk about. I'm seeing if there's anything in the news that looks intriguing. Record cash pours in U.S. balanced funds. Investors are returning to the stock market. Typically, when the consumer gets involved, that's when people start getting hurt. <laughs> the consumer always gets hurt, it seems, right? Investors are pumping record amounts of money into U.S. balanced funds whose freedom to buy stocks and bonds make them barometers for the biggest bull market. Shows the early stages of the healing process and reduction in the still pervasive negative psychology. Four years into a bull market, and stock ownership levels in the United States still remain very, very, very low. Amongst the biggest manufactured and hybrid strategies, American funds. Um, they've got the balance fund, 70% equities, 29% in bonds. They saw assets up 11% last year. I'm really, really cautious on American funds. I think they're very, very expensive to play with. You need to be careful. Find out more about me at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Talking all things financial. Don't forget, i got a video uh, seminar coming up in Palo Alto. Two seminars. A couple Saturdays now. Learn more at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. One, six, one. So we have... Do you want to pay a fee for every user? No. Do you want to pay extra to protect... Rem- Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and much, much more. Home prices is the big story of the day. Tiffany stock. Eh, different than Tiffany the company, right? They sell sparkly little things. Their earnings were sparkly. What they said about the current quarter, not so good. What they said about the future, pretty good. So some people will hear what they want to hear, and there's nothing I can do about that. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk about Generation X and Baby Boomers. I'm a member of the Generation X. Generation Y. But Generation X and Baby Boomers, 
will probably have to downgrade their lifestyle in retirement. You need to replace somewhere between 60 to 70% of your current income in retirement. So how do you get there? Depression babies, babies who were born during the war, and early baby boomers have replaced ultimately everything that they earned. You know, 86 to 82%. Saving enough to make enough in retirement. There's the breakdown in employer-provided retirement benefits. Pensions going away. That's part of it. That shift from pensions to 401k is pretty big. There's a lack of preparedness. It's because of the collapse of, you know, a retirement cake, so to speak where the employer helped do that. So I, I kind of dedicate the show to try to get you to retirement or at least get you thinking about it. You need to replace somewhere between 60 and 80% of your income. Otherwise, you're going to be pretty darn poor, which is okay if that's you. I wouldn't count on inheriting money. Some people are living much longer for longer periods of time. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. The Case-Shiller 20-City Home Price Index came out. It was pretty darn good. Up 10.9%. May Consumer Confidence, positive. Reading of 76.2. Previous reading of 68. As our economy rebounds, we've gotten a little bit more confident. When you're confident, you're feeling like a man on a man. And you make babies, and you spend money. It's pretty common. So confidence is something that we do pay attention to. And again, you don't have to agree with me on this one. And I get that. That's totally fine and totally fair. Um, Consumer confidence is not something you invest in in and of itself. Home price is not something you invest in in and of itself. It's stuff that you help make a case around. J.P. Morgan Chase, I think, is a very strong company. And I see companies like that down the road becoming some of the, the reasons we move higher. Last year, J.P. Morgan Chase made $21.3 billion. Chevron made $26.2 billion. Apple, 41.7. Exxon, 44.9. I would invest in any of those names because of the amount of money that they earn. Now, Apple is different now. It's more of a dividend play, more of a value play until they get a major new product out there. J.P. Morgan Chase profits last year grew 12%. If it continues at the rate, it'll pass Apple's current profits in under six years. You see why I like the company? Hopefully. Let's take a quick look at the market numbers. Let's see where are we as far as market numbers go. It's Tuesday. And we've had 19 straight up Tuesdays. 
in the end, that's ridiculous to even talk about, but it's fine. It is what it is. SP 500 is up 18. The Nasdaq's up 44. The Dow's up 180. So, as companies like William Snowman and Home Depot ultimately end up plays on housing, I don't think any market can go straight up forever. I'm happy if you bought a house six years ago and got caught in that downdraft and you're getting some of your equity back now. I would not look at it as easy money. I would not look at housing as an investment. I would look at it as very much so a liability. You have to give it time to work itself out. You have to be very, very patient. 800-516-1220. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. That's rob at robblack.com. Tiffany profits hit $83.5 million, up from last year's $81.5 million. The company maintained their expectations. J.P. Morgan hires Credit Suisse's Leahy for Asia David Leahy, managing director. He was previously head of a hedge fund in super coverage for several prime services in Europe, Middle East, and Africa. 2013 metal forecast slashed over at J.P. Morgan. It cut silver to $27.89 an ounce from $30. I know you're saying $27.30. That doesn't sound like that much. It is. Other stories of note today. Brooklyn Bridge was shut down today because of a suspicious car that was abandoned there. Parked in the middle of the bridge. So we still have that always in our heads. That terrorism might show its face again. Interesting little side note story. That... A ratings agency is now calling the U.S. banks stable. Again, not something you invest off of, but it's nice to see. They're citing the continued improvement in economic conditions, reduction in downside risk for banks. I like the financial select service, Spider, XLF. I would gladly hold that as a patient long-term investor. Ford seems to be in the news in a positive level with new car sales. Again, as people are confident, they're going to buy more cars. You know, don't take that to the bank, but pretty much so take that to the bank. There's a new IPO called Cody today. It's a beauty company. Calvin Klein, Beyonce fragrance maker. Cody's IPO comes after it failed in an attempt to acquire Avon. So Cody is publicly traded. Back to the home prices. I think this is worthy of throwing out there. 2006, 7, 8, 9, and 2011, all down years in the market. In 2009, there were some months in the numbers where housing prices were down 18-19%. Big gains in real estate continue to come from cities that are were most affected by the burst of the housing bubble. 
You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Anything you want to talk about, we talk about. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial on the Wall Street Business Network. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Biggest Memorial Day ever for movies. Movies are an industry. Fast and Furious took in about $120 million. That's the best opening for the series. Fifth installment collected just $86 million. This one, $120 million. The third and final hangover did very, very poorly compared to other inside that franchise. Sold an estimated $63 million tickets. Second hangover back on Memorial Day weekend pulled in $135 million. That's Roughly half of that, right? Let's take a look at the market numbers, see how we're doing this morning, see how the stock market is trading. Um, 19 straight positive Tuesdays, keep that in mind. Market was, was closed yesterday after a down week. We have the SP 500 up 19, the Dow up 187, the NASDAQ up 46. Welcome in, CFP Chad Burton. Mr. Burton is a financial planner. We talk about estates, we talk about creating wealth, we talk about managing wealth, we talk about insurance, we hit a whole slew of topics. So what do we want to talk about this segment? States? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can talk about, you know, what a lot of baby boomers, which are really a lot of my clients too, people that are near retirement or in retirement, are dealing with estates, their parents' estates, their great, their uncles, their aunts' estates, and they're the ones that are having to kind of clean up the mess. So we're often asked, you know, we get the call, hey, my mom died, my mom, my dad passed, what do I do? Right. And it's kind of, you've, you're dealing with this grief. At the same time, you're dealing with mounds of paperwork. You're dealing with, you know, the Depression era people, which kept everything. So right. you're trying to clean up a house. You're trying to do an estate sale and all this other stuff. So the first thing you got to realize is that you don't have to make any major decisions right away. Right. Just get the person you, in the ground. This is going to take some time. And... One of the things that you have to realize when you're doing the burial and things like that, get twice as many death certificates as you think you're going to need. Really? Yeah. I would never have thought of that concept, even though my father's passed away, and I've gone through exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It's, so what happens is, you know, a lot of times uh, the, you know, cemetery or, what, or the, um, what do you call the people that bury? The, the coffin place. What I'm spacing the team of this, where, where they sell coffins, whatever it's called. I, they, say, I say backyard. They... <laughs> Mom's going in the back. Tin can and some ashes. Funeral service. Funeral that's what I, I want, tin can and ashes. That's okay. putting in my trust. So, you know, that's the ones that have typically help you get the death certificates. I would order literally like 10 to 15 at a minimum. Because okay. you're, you're going to need more than you think. And you can't just photocopy them. Right, because you'll find, right, you, you'll find accounts that you didn't know existed yeah. a couple of months into the process. And all of a sudden you have to go through the process of ordering a new one. Big deal. It's 10 bucks a pop. The estate pays for it. Get 15 to 20. Okay. Just to be safe. Um, the next thing is contact all the professionals that the person dealt with. That's the CPA, financial advisor, investment advisor, the attorney. And if the person just has a will, you want to contact the attorney right away because they're going to need to do what's called a letter of testamentary to make sure that whoever's the executor goes through the court process to get appointed. Because until, no matter what the will says, you can't just take a will into the bank and deal with the accounts. You have to be 
authorized by the courts to do that through a letter of testamentary. So you really need to get the attorney on board right away. You also need to contact Social Security because all of a sudden you're going to be getting Social Security checks into mom's bank account. Social Security needs to know that they're gone, otherwise you're going to be having to pay back the checks. Which um, some people look as a bonus. Right. But that's like, why hey, we thought... Social Security is sending me checks. Maybe I'll never tell them. Yeah, I know. That's why freezer sales are going up. The You know, the kinds that lay down in the basement. They're uh, pretty big. Put mom in the freezer. <laughs> look, Chad, you know people... Consult do. the broker advisor before taking any action. You know people do that, though. <laughs> it's a very common way of Very fraud. common. So. Yeah. Uh, also, so you also need to contact the CPA. If the person didn't have a CPA, then get a hold of, of the CPA because... Or the attorney often does this as well, where you have to get an estate tax ID. Um, and as soon as possible, you want to get the bank accounts and the brokerage accounts transferred under the estate tax ID. So any interest that's accumulated starts going under the estate tax ID rather than the personal tax. And that's the biggest part of the process, because taking your letter of testamentary, all that stuff into the bank, and getting that changed over, um, it, it takes a while. So You know what's interesting about this is I've never thought of myself at 70 years old and dying I'm going to have a lawyer when I'm 70 years old. Like you're saying, contact my attorney when I die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got to trust. I mean, you need to typically update it and go through the process of talking about estate tax changes every two years minimum. Oh, you're pissing me off. Yeah. Like, that, that's a discouraging thing. It gives thought. you something to do in retirement, Rob. I just want to be an old geezer who watches baseball and scares the neighborhood children. <laughs> Wears a robe and walks around in a walker like the guy from Family Guy. That's going to be you. Hey, kids. Watch some candy. Why do you always make me out to be the bad guy? Why not you? Uh, I don't know. I... <laughs> it's more fun. Okay, I'm with you. More fun for me. Uh, we got less than a minute. Anything you want to talk about? Uh, in terms of the other steps that you take on finding out if mom or dad have anything. So, so part of the process, you have to realize that, especially if they die with just a will, this is going to be you know, a nine-month process typically. Yeah. There's usually at least six months before you can start distributing assets because you have to go through the correct probate processes. Yep. Make sure you do the legal things that you need to do to allow other people to come after anything the estate owes them. Right. Um, so that you can finally close this, the estate and be done with it the right way. It's interesting that you say that. The advice that I will throw in is if you're the parent who's 70, talk to your kids. Show them where everything is. Get a nice clean binder. If you, you have know. a bunch of stuff in the safety deposit box, please let somebody know where the key is. There you go. I you mean, actually have keys for a safety deposit box? Yeah. I always thought you just went in the bank and they opened it for you or something. You have the retinal, they need the retinal scans. But then what happens if you have cataracts? I don't know. <laughs> when I was a kid, I wanted to drive a big cataract. <laughs> You're listening to me, Rob Black. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. Anything that's on your mind, you tell me. We'll talk about it here. We can talk about house prices showing large gain years. We can talk a little bit about, believe it or not, tourism. And who the big tourists are that are making our economy so sweet today. It's the Chinese. So... Love them or hate them. There's always something to chat about as far as what's going on. Amazon's a big winner today. Tesla's a big winner. Biogen, Goldman Sachs, Win Resorts. Uh, Toyota, Kansas City Southern. That stock's made me look real smart. Celgene. Losers include Netflix. I never got arrested development, but apparently it's ha 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 funny. Uh, but I never got it. I tried to watch it once, and it just didn't jump out at me. 
McKesson's a loser today. FedEx. Also lower. Energy. Tearsell Energy. So it's kind of a weird market. None of this is really... Um, you can't put your finger on, on groups today. You're this Rob Black your money. I'm Rob Black. Talk about all things financial. Find me online at robblack.com. Don't forget to get an event coming up. Two events coming up in Palo Alto. A couple Saturdays from now, you can find out more about those events at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You might have seen some of the shocking footage of a bridge in Washington falling down, falling down, falling down. Seems like any moment we've hit a couple of these stories this year. There was a 2013 infrastructure report card by the American Society of Civil Engineers. They estimated the federal, state, and local governments need to spend $8 billion a year more to catch up to the $76 billion in unmet needs for deficit bridges, deficient bridges. Um, good golly. You know, I live in the Bay Area, and we've got a, a Bay Bridge problem right now. So you should be reminded of the need for infrastructure improvements. You don't have to see a bridge fall down. There's going to be great investments in infrastructure. There are great investments in infrastructure. Big cyclical companies. I love names like John Deere, Caterpillar. As the obvious. What do we need to talk about? Home prices, the strongest gains in seven years. That's nice to see. Does prized link checking encourage overspending? More swipes, more chances to win? We kind of live in a stupid nation, don't we? We can start thinking about it. The Affordable Care Act is something that's being fought over right here, right now. Politicians in Washington argue over it. Periodic repeal votes in Congress. Activist campaigns on both sides strive to meet an October 1 deadline to implement the heart of the health care law, which is the online insurance exchanges. The law has already had some major impacts. Since 2010, millions of young adults up to age 26 have received coverage under their parents' policies. Seniors are receiving expanded drug coverage, and hospitals are experimenting with incentive programs designed to improve care and cut costs. It's going to be interesting to watch this 
get into place. You know, the idea behind a online exchange is one-stop shopping. Try to make it easy and affordable. You as an individual taxpayer in the United States will be required to have health insurance or you'll be paid a fine. Your boss doesn't have to legally give you that coverage. If he doesn't, you're going to have to get it. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.